It's the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. Coming in three, two, one. This is The Daily Space for today, Friday, June 26, 2020. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Gay, and I am here to put science in your brain. Over the years, I've read a lot of papers and press releases. And at a certain point, I honestly started to think nothing could surprise me anymore. Today, the universe proved me wrong by presenting something glorious that I never could have imagined. The Hubble Space Telescope has imaged the changing shadow of a planetary disk on background dust and gas. And like a shadow puppet of a bat, it appears to flap dark wings. Astronomers studying the young star HBC 672 made this discovery entirely by accident. It had previously been known that this star has what has been nicknamed a bat shadow behind it on the Serpent's Nebula. This shadow is cast by the star's planetary disk, which blocks a band of light. That flapping? That is the eddy of a planet moving around the star in that disk. This amazing change in light and shadow was seen serendipitously in data that was taken over 404 days. The team had requested images of this region in a variety of filters, and because of how Hubble schedules time, these images were acquired over 13 months. And it was in creating the final image by combining all that data that this motion was suddenly revealed. This data wasn't designed to study this phenomena, so our understanding of the system is still, well, shadowed. As best it can be measured, this newly discovered baby world is orbiting no faster than every 180 days and is about the same distance from its star as the Earth is from the Sun. This discovery carries on a recent theme that worlds form fast. This star is just one or two million years old, and already it is host to at least one world. This work was published in the Astrophysical Journal and was led by Klaus Papadam. If any one thing defines astronomy in the first half of 2020, it's our progress in observing planets and planetary forming disks. This data is reshaping how we understand planetary formation and The data is coming at us fast and furious from all directions. The results we're seeing today are the result of work that started many years ago. The pace of science can be slow, with each new investigation requiring time to apply for funding, time to build the instruments, time to acquire the data, and time to do the needed analysis. As we've pointed out before, The Beppo-Colombo spacecraft was named in 1999 and will only reach Mercury in 2021. In planetary science, the Gemini Planet Imager has spent the last four years 
providing the sharpest images to date of the discs around young stars. In a finely released catalog of 26 debris discs, most of which show evidence of planets and some of which even contain evidence of comet belts, we finally get to see all the glory it has discovered. This survey will produce new scientific understanding for years to come, but has already started to make sense of some aspects of planet formation. For instance, the youngest star in this collection is also the only one not to have a hole in the center of its disk. This matches theories that say it takes time for planets to clear out the insides of solar systems. And this will start to put constraints on when things happen in solar system formation and help us understand the story of our own system's formation. Unfortunately, we may never understand the details of our origins. This is expressed by study second author Paul Callis, who said, If you dial back the clock for our own solar system by 4.5 billion years, which one of these disks were we? Were we a narrow ring? Or were we a fuzzy blob? It would be great to know what we looked like back then to understand our own origins. That is the great unanswered question. This work was led by Tom Esposito and appears in the Astronomical Journal. Our final story of the day looks back not at the history of solar systems, but rather at the history of Mars. In new research by a team led by PSI's own Alexis Rodriguez, there is new evidence that asteroids impacted ancient Martian glaciers and the resulting splash, for lack of a better term, drove water and dust into the Martian atmosphere. According to Rodriguez, something unique happened on Mars during this early phase in its history. Most of the planet's impact basins formed. The formation of these gigantic structures, hundreds to 2,000 kilometers in diameter, would have produced extremely powerful winds and would have also most likely triggered transient climate change conducive to rainfall. The winds could have dislodged from the surface vast volumes of dust that existed when the impacts occurred, resulting in dust-laden atmospheric conditions. We suggest that when rainfalls happened, large amounts of dust were removed from suspension to be redeposited as thick sedimentary units. Rodriguez goes on to explain, An interesting implication of the muddy rain hypothesis is that this process could have emplaced enormous volumes of wet sediments over the planet's extremely cold surface environments. In the likely presence of salts, the water-soaked mud might have produced immense aquifers with low-temperature freezing brines. Put another way, this process could have created reservoirs of salty liquid water while at the same time building up immense mudstones that we see today. This work has a lot of cool implication for Mars' former water cycle and even potential habitability. We're going to invite the team members who did this work to come on as guests so they can explain this work in their own words. For now, you can check out their paper in the journal Nature. And for now, that rounds out our show for today. Today's episode was written and hosted by me, Dr. Pamela Gay. 
audio and video engineering is provided by Ali Pelfrey and web content is produced by Beth Johnson. You can get a complete transcript, show notes, and see images related to each of our stories at our website, dailyspace.org. The Daily Space is a product of the Planetary Science Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to exploring our solar system and beyond. We are here thanks to the generous contributions of people like you. The best way you can support us is through patreon.com slash CosmoQuestX. Like us? Please review us. Your reviews, wherever you listen to podcasts, will make it easier for others to find this show. Please help us grow our community. You never know whose life you can improve with a daily dose of science. You are listening to the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. The 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is produced by the Planetary Science Institute. Audio prose production by Richard Drum. Bandwidth donated by Libsyn.com and Wizard Media. You may reproduce and distribute this audio for non-commercial purposes. This show is made possible thanks to the generous donations of people like you. Please consider supporting our show on Patreon.com forward slash 365 Days of Astronomy and get access to bonus content. After 10 years, the three. 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is entering its second decade of sharing important milestones in space exploration and astronomy discoveries. Join us and share your story. Until tomorrow, goodbye.